Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. This sermon was preached by our rector for the service on May 17th, 2020. It was recorded in Tower Grove Park, and you may hear some birds in the background. What if Christianity is simply a way of paying attention? After all the beliefs, after all the pomp and circumstance and the great cathedrals are stripped away, after all of the behaviors and the admonitions to avoid certain behaviors are taken aside, what if Christianity is primarily a way of paying attention? been thinking a great deal about attention in these days. To what do we pay attention? How do we pay attention? When his disciples ask him how to pray, Jesus says, when you pray, don't worry about the big words. Don't worry about doing it in public. Prayer for Jesus is a profoundly personal act. Jesus says, shut the door, go into your inner room. God will hear you in secret. Jesus is worried less about what the world thinks of us and more about whether we know ourselves, whether we're able to pay attention to the inner voice inside of us. For Jesus, attention also always has to do with the neighbor. In Matthew's gospel, again, there's a dialogue toward the end of Jesus' ministry, and Jesus promises disciples that they will see him. And he says, whenever you visit those who are in prison, whenever you care for the sick, whenever you feed the hungry, that which you do to the least of these, my sisters, my brothers, my siblings, you do to me. Jesus invites us to pay attention to our neighbor. And finally, at Christ in Christianity, there's an invitation to pay attention to the presence of God. We hear it from St. Paul which may surprise some of you because I know that there are many people that want to let go of most everything Paul says. But in the book of Acts, there's this scene. Paul is at the Areopagus, which is a hill, sometimes known as Mars Hill in Athens. And he's speaking with the Athenians. And I love this dialogue with Paul. And it's part of why I chose to preach this sermon here in Tower Grove Park. I love living in St. Louis. And one of the things I love most about St. Louis is Tower Grove Park and particularly the farmer's market in Tower Grove Park. In normal times, pre-pandemic, right here in this pavilion, 
I didn't come here just because I need an excuse to come out of my house. This place reminds me of what Paul would have seen. When the farmer's market is here behind me, when it's bustling, you run into neighbors. There are all sorts of folks selling fruit and vegetables. There are the Amish folks with the big beards. There's the African-American woman with the long gray dreadlocks selling flowers. And it's tight and it's busy and you meet neighbors and neighbors' kids and neighbors' dogs. I regularly run into folks from church here in Tower Grove Park. But the part of the market that makes me think of St. Paul is the yoga circle. Back there, beyond the trees, beyond where the stalls meet, in normal times, during the farmer's market, the largest gathering of St. Louisans doing yoga happens. A big circle, sometimes with a hundred plus people, all are there in the grass doing yoga. Christianity and yoga have had a bit of a contentious relationship in the public sphere. And it might surprise some of you that as a Christian pastor, I have a great deal of affection for yoga. I think yoga is something that everybody ought to be practicing. It's not just because it's given me a new relationship with my back, though it has. Yoga for me forces me to slow down, to pay attention to my body, to pay attention to my breathing. And the contention that's happened between yoga and Christianity mostly has to do with whether it's okay for Christians to practice yoga. St. Paul has a word in the midst of this. You see, St. Paul in Athens, up there on the Areopagus, just beyond the busy marketplace, where neighbors are selling fruits and vegetables and running into each other there in the public square just beyond the marketplace, Paul has come up to the Areopagus, to the hill where the philosophers debate. And Paul says something really surprising there. He notices the Athenians. He has paid attention to the Athenians, and he says, I noticed that you are very religious, for I saw that you have a temple dedicated to an unknown God. That which the Athenians say is unknown, we claim as known. And then Paul quotes a pagan poet and says, God is the one in whom we live and move and have our being. Paul doesn't think that he needs to bring God to Athens. Paul doesn't think that Christianity imports a new God into the life of a city. For Paul, Christianity is a way of paying attention to God who is already there already in the poetry of a society, already in the debates, already there in the marketplace, Paul says, that which you worship as unknown, we claim to know. And Paul invites the Athenians 
to pay attention to the God in whom we live and move and have our being. These are difficult days. We don't know when that farmer's market will resume looking like the market I love. I don't know when I'll be able to gather in a group to do yoga or to break bread at church. But in the midst of it all, we're invited to pay attention, to pay attention to ourselves, to use some of the time that we're spending alone to get quiet, to know ourselves a bit more deeply. Because Jesus says, you will realize if you pay attention, you are in me as I am in God. At the very heart of ourselves is the one in whom we live and move and have our being. I'm not going to say that's easy. I'm grateful for the contemplative teacher, Thomas Keating, who said that every time you're trying to be quiet, you're trying to center yourself in prayer, and you find yourself distracted, greet that as an invitation to return to God. It takes practice to greet distraction as an invitation to return to God. But in these days, we're invited to pay attention to ourselves. In these days, our neighbors need our attention. In these days, we need to pay attention to the hunger that is growing around us. We need to pay attention to the rights of those who are excluded. I'm grateful to be part of a Christian community that takes partnership with the vulnerable really seriously. Our partners at Cristosol in El Salvador are in the midst of fights to make sure that their governments of Central America do not ignore the human rights of the people who are suffering, even in the midst of a pandemic. And finally, we're invited in these times to pay attention to God. Jesus, when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love anyone to whom you have not paid attention. Love requires attention. In these days, if we are to follow that great commandment, if we are to love God, love our neighbors, love ourselves, what if we thought of Christianity first as a way of paying attention? Amen.